Welcome to Follow the Data. I'm your host, Catherine Oliver. On average, black families in America have one-eighth the wealth of white families. Bloomberg Philanthropies is working to change that with data. The new Black Wealth Data Center will provide greater access to racial wealth equity data, making it easier for policymakers, economists, philanthropists, and journalists to find and analyze a variety of factors correlated to economic well-being and progress by race. Visitors can interact with data points such as home ownership, business ownership, and employment compared with race, sex, education attainment, and geographic location. The effort is created to be a source for leaders and organizations working to uncover and scale opportunities to increase black wealth. The Black Wealth Data Center is incubated by Prosperity Now, a leading nonprofit and is part of Bloomberg Philanthropy's Greenwood Initiative, a national effort aimed at accelerating the pace of wealth accumulation for black individuals and families and addressing systemic underinvestment in black communities. In this episode of Follow the Data, Garnisha Ezediaro, who leads Bloomberg Philanthropy's Greenwood Initiative, is joined by Natalie Evans-Harris, the executive director of the Black Wealth Data Center, who brings nearly 20 years of experience advancing the public sector's strategic use of data, and Gary Cunningham, president and CEO of Prosperity Now. They'll discuss how the Black Wealth Data Center will give leaders access to tools and data they need to speed up progress towards increasing black wealth, what types of data people will be able to access on site, the importance of data in the fight for racial equity, and much more. All right, Gary and Natalie, it's such a pleasure to be here with you both today. Very nice to be here. Thank you, Garnisha. I am so delighted to be here, Garnisha. Thank you for having me. Well, um, well, let's just jump right in. So as we launch the Black Wolf Data Center, there have been two questions. One, why do we need an effort like this? And secondly, what impact could this new data resource have um, within the marketplace? Let's start with the need. Natalie, I'm going to ask you, what is the challenge that you believe that the Black Wolf Data Center is uniquely designed to address? So the Black Wealth Data Center was really born out of this need for comprehensive data to truly understand what is going on in Black communities and to really address the needs of those communities, in particular, the unique things that face Black communities in being able to attain and um, pass down intergenerational wealth. We recognize that it's really hard to collect data. There's lots of data out there, but it's disparate. It's hard to gather, and we spend more time trying to get the data than being able to truly understand it and develop those innovative solutions. That's what the Black Wealth Data Center is here for. We're providing access to well over 30 data sets around topics that help us understand what it takes to help our communities. That's awesome. Gary, you lead an organization that has been an advocate for economic inclusion and progress for over 40 years. Why is Prosperity Now so excited to incubate the Black Wealth Data Center? Well, we're excited because the data that people need to make decisions about how to address the racial wealth gap in America 
really doesn't exist in one place, particularly for African-Americans. And as people craft policies, uh, as we develop ways to address creating an America that works equally well for all, uh, it's so critical to have that one-stop shop that you can go to and click a button and get the information you need in your community. So this will be used by academics, policymakers. Uh, it will be used by community organizers and residents in their community about what can they do? Can, what can we do to address the racial wealth gap? And as you know, what gets measured gets progress. And so without measuring it, you won't get the kind of progress that we want to see, nor will we know what works and what doesn't work. So we've talked about the many use cases for this data from someone who wants to learn more about the Black community to people who are writing policy to nonprofit leaders. Natalie, I'm wondering if you can share what specific types of data will be accessible on the Black Wealth Data Center website. Absolutely. When you come to the site, you'll be able to dive deep into data around assets and debt, education, employment, home ownership, and business ownership. You'll be able to access this data in user-friendly ways. And what I mean by that is that we've provided interactive charts and graphs that allow you to compare data across states all the way down to the zip code level. We'll also allow you to understand and dive deep into data based upon race, age, and in many cases based upon education level. We want you to truly understand the dynamics of wealth accumulation across all of these topics. And we also want to make sure that you have a truly comprehensive understanding of not only the wealth accumulation experience, but what data is and is not available to help us understand what is happening. So we also provide a resource library that has several resources, including case studies, research papers, and any number of tools to allow you to dive even deeper into any of these topics. And all of this information together is really to serve you as users to understand what is happening, what do we know and can measure, and how do we create opportunities collaboratively to make things better going forward. So I know the team is continuing to build even more data sets um, and we'll be continuing to introduce new data on top of what we'll, we will begin with at launch. So Gary, I wonder from your perspective, how much time does someone like you or your organization save and how much efficiency is created by having all of this data from so many different sources in one place? How does this change the fight for racial wealth equity? It's going to be tremendous, Garnisha. It will be a sea change in terms of not only efficiencies, meaning having data at your fingertips, because, you know, the policy argument is won by who has the data and who has the data with the, with the best information. This is nonpartisan data and information that anyone can use to make or build a case in communities. I've done reports on uh, people of color and indigenous people, uh, but when it came to actually pulling the data and getting the information, it is laborious because it sits in so many different places. Uh, and so by bringing together under this umbrella, we will be able to, for the first time, to actually get data 
in a real report out on what's going on in your community or what's going on in your state or what's going on on the national level. And you'll be able to do comparisons across states, uh, across regions, across cities. Uh, so you'll be able to determine uh, how well black people are faring economically. Uh, you'll be able to tell uh, uh, what is spurring business growth in different areas of the country for us. And you'll be able to determine uh, what are the best solutions to address this big problem? The wealth gap, the racial wealth gap for Black people in America. So one of the things that's so interesting about this initiative, the Black Wealth Data Center, and the future of it all is the centralization of data that is race-based. We know that work is incredibly hard. And we know that this is going to inspire a wide range of users who are not only interested in equity for the Black community, but many other racial groups who might also be in this fight. So I'm wondering if either of you could speak to the importance of race-based data. And Natalie, I'd love for you to talk about why racial wealth equity data across all races is so important within the Black Wealth Data Center. Sure. There's an acknowledgement that racial wealth equity is not homogenous. It's not the same experience for everybody. And so what we want to be able to say and show through the data is what that experience is based on race and location. Some of it's good. Some of it's great. Some of it identifies gaps and things we really need to hone in on. But there's also this recognition that there isn't as much data out there as we need to have to really start to dive deep. So what we want people to understand when they come to the site and to the platform is where the data is great and where you really can dive in. But we also want you to see, we really need to do a little bit better to gather more data and information the Black Wealth Data Center really is here to offer that race-based lens because you cannot truly advance wealth equity if you do not truly understand what is happening based upon race. If I could uh, add on to what Natalie said, um, I think I think the first um, thing is, is to recognize that we will all, everyone, no matter what their race or ethnicity is, we want a world that works equally well for everyone. We want a world uh, where everyone have, has access to opportunity, where every child sees a future of hope, uh, sees a destiny for themselves, and every family actually has what they need to thrive. So that's what we're after. The Blackwell Data Center is part of that strategy to move the ball and to be really targeted, laser focused on what works, Legs are focused on uh, where are these folks uh, that uh, have these uh, various types of disparities, meaning be it health, wealth, uh, et cetera, because these things are intertwined. They're interrelated, meaning uh, that the wealth gap is tied to uh, people having to go to the hospital and losing all of their, their money because they uh, have to be means tested for programs, et cetera, as an example of how wealth stripping occurs uh, in communities. Uh, and so we actually need to have a multifaceted lens when we look at this. And the, the, wealth, the, the Black Wealth Data Center will have a multifaceted lens. Uh, and, and, you know, in many ways, we're, we're, we're really building a movement of American citizens 
uh, that actually want to see a country that works for everyone equally. Uh, and so, you know, if my child or your child or uh, anyone's actually uh, comes up, they, they have what they need to survive and thrive. Uh, and isn't that what we all want? So when you ask why do we disaggregate by race, because people are not similarly situated and they're not sim sim similarly situated because race has been something that has been used uh, uh, to create policies to keep certain groups out and other groups in. And so if we're gonna break that down and have an inclusive economy, then we have to say, okay, here are the solutions for African-Americans, it may be solutions for Latinx populations uh, or others, but with the Black Wealth Data Center, we're saying that Black people in America are uniquely situated. And so therefore we need tools, we need uh, data, we need solutions that are multifaceted with regards to their situation. So we can't get away with this initiative from talking about the importance of data and getting context as to why racial wealth inequity exists across every different racial group. So Natalie, I, I turn it over to you and see if you could speak to the path in pulling race-based data from so many different sources. What was it like? What was involved in bringing data from so many different sources to elevate the gaps that currently do exist? We're very excited about this racial wealth equity database. We want to hear a little bit more about what was behind the scenes to bring it all together. Yes, Garnisha. This has definitely been an interesting journey. And we start with the recognition that there is a lot of data out there and it is all over the place. You can find some of it at census. You can find some of it uh, across the federal government. You can find it at the state level. You can find it with some nonpartisan organizations. It's rich and it's informative, but it's all disconnected. So that's what we did. We created the Racial Wealth Equity Database in order to bring together data from the Department of Education, from consumer financial surveys, and we bring this data together so you don't have to go searching for all of these different data sets. It's as Gary said earlier in this conversation, we want to save you time and make sure that you're focused on analyzing and developing solutions. So you don't have to use a census table or a consumer finance survey table. We have a graph. We have a graph that gives you information based upon filters that you select to understand and present the data the way you find it most helpful for your work. So Natalie, we're so excited that now we're going to have this completely new pool for nonprofits and policymakers and a range of other different types of people across the country to use. I'm wondering, now why was it so important for you to bring data from so many different sources into one place? How is this new experience that the data center will be creating going to be distinct from the resources that people would have had before now? One of our goals for the center is to provide access to as much data as a user needs to understand what is happening. So I'll take assets and deaths as an example. If you want to understand what is happening across any state down to a city level around assets and debts, 
say what are the asset accumulation numbers for the black community compared to Asian, white, across several states. Typically, a person would have to go to the census and be able to go to their survey for income program and participants. Then they would have to go to the consumer financial survey to be able to look up additional information. And then they probably have to go to two or three additional sources. So you could spend hours downloading these data sets, going through all this data to be able to do a comparison across states and have to align what each of these data sets are telling you because they don't all tell it the same way, because collection standards are not equal across all organizations. What we've done at the center is brought it all together for you. We've made it so that what typically take you hours just to be able to get all this information, you come to our site, go to a graphic and have access to all that information in a matter of minutes. Think of a question. If you can't find the answer right then through our site, let us know and we'll work to get that information for you so that you can answer those questions. Our goal is to make it so that you can dive right into the information as easily and quickly as possible. So we're here to go through all of these different sites and bring all of this data together for you. Thank you, Natalie. Gary, I wonder if you could project into the future. What do you think is going to be the impact down the line? When we look three to five years, or even closer, how about six months? This is democratizing data for people in community. This is not about just academic think tanks and, and, and folks like that. This is about actually using real data to make the case. And so I would say our future as Black people in America that have been through so much that we've held uh, this democracy at the center of who we are, and in fact, we helped improve this democracy through all of the work over all of those years. And so now is the time for us to actually think about charting a new course. And this new course begins with the support of the Bloomberg Philanthropies Greenwood Initiative. It, it really begins with uh, uh, Natalie and her team uh, that are working to put together data to make uh, an objective, viable, data bank where you can make of the data what you will, uh, but you can rely on this data. It will be standardized data that you can use that will be replicable. And these are the keys to making good public policy. So we've talked a lot about the data that you will find on the racial wealth equity database, but I wanna talk about the data ambition here. What do we think is possible for the way that we collect and distribute race-based data across the country with an initiative like the Black Wealth Data Center? Natalie, what is on the other side of the work you're doing? What's possible for maybe even the creation, the co-creation of a national standard for racial wealth equity with the data center and many other organizations alongside? Right now, the majority of the data sets in our racial wealth equity database are from the federal government. And that's because the federal government is the largest holder of data, including race-based data. But we know that there's a tremendous opportunity to see collection happen across states, at the local level, and even at the grassroots level across institution and communities. 
So we want to be able to do at the center is support and advance democratization of data. On the other side of that, it helps us to recognize where the gaps are. It helps us to see that there are certain areas across certain topics that we just don't have good data at the community level to really be able to understand what is happening. So we want to be able to partner with organizations like the National Neighborhood Indicator Partnership, who have worked in this space for decades to support states and local governments and data collection. We're partnering with them to see how we can, through our work, work with them to increase the capacity at the state and local level of developing race-based data sets, race-based resources for accessing and creating data. So we're not just here to collect what exists. We also want to help advance and address the gaps that we know exist today. And we'll uncover more as we grow our database. Gary, Natalie just spoke to the data ambition. I'm wondering if you could put on your organizational hat and think about organizations like Prosperity Now who need and regularly use data tools. What is the ambition there? And what do you think that the Blackwell Data Center um, will allow organizations like yours to leverage um, with the introduction of new data tools like our racial wealth equity database? So, yes, uh, Prosperity Now actually has a scorecard uh, that we've, we've had in place for many years that are used by advocates throughout the country. Uh, PolicyLink has their Equity Atlas. Uh, the Urban Institute also has a number of vehicles. These are all complementary tools. It is our hope that this data center will enhance their work and their ability to do analysis because not one platform can handle all of the various sets of data. So this uh, uh, platform is unique, but we're working in collaboration. We, uh, we can't solve the racial economic inequalities alone. Um, we can't solve them with just the Black Wealth Data Center on its own. Out of all the things that you're excited about, what are you most excited about as you think about the power of racial wealth equity data and the movement for racial wealth equity as we move forward. I am <laughs> I am super excited about the um, the launch of the Black Wealth Data Center. I am super excited to work with Bloomberg Philanthropy's Greenwood Initiative and with Natalie and her team who are innovative pioneers in this work, meaning they are data scientists and folks that have been working with data for many years, and combine that with the policy expertise of the various organizations that I've already talked about. And then you got some ingredients for a good stew of changing the conditions. And I don't know if you're aware of this, but we did a study several years ago at Prosperity Now that shows it would take 200 to 250 years before African-Americans will equal the wealth that whites have today. I'll say that again. It will take over 200 to 250 years for black wealth to equal what white wealth is today. I don't know about you, but I don't have 200 years uh, to wait. Uh, our goal is to, to address racial inequities in America within our lifetime within a generation. And we believe we can do that, but we can't do it without clear, concise data. 
So we're not doing this like just to help African-Americans. We're doing this to help everyone in the country, because when black people do better, the whole country does better. Well, okay, Natalie, Gary is raising the ambition for the Black Wolf Data Center team. And um, I think we put out there in this conversation that we need every type of data that we can in the racial wealth equity database. So now we turn it over to you. And I ask you, what are you most excited about at the onset of this extremely important initiative for the Black Wolf Data Center? Similar to Gary, I am most excited about what Gary and others are going to do with this data. I've spent nearly 20 years of my career focused on how do we create data and leverage data as a tool for helping people in so many different ways to drive social impact across the federal government. I've worked on the Hill. It's all been centered around understanding that data is most powerful when the people who make decisions and create solutions have it in their hands. And that's been the foundation for how we've created and developed the center. It really is. And I'm really most excited that we're providing this comprehensive database and presenting it in a way where using data should be easy. It should be easy to understand in a measurable way what is happening, where it's happening, so that you can make those data-driven investments and create those solutions that advance wealth equity in this nation. So what I'm most excited about is that when we get this out there and into the hands of everybody in the field, that the solutions and the actions and the information that is born out of it is going to be transformative. It is really going to help us understand what is happening, not just across Black communities, but really what is happening across communities in this nation. And I want to see what happens next. So I'm most excited that we're providing this resource and providing it in a way that it's about the data, but it's really about what everybody does with this data to help our communities. Well, this has been such a pleasure to be in conversation at Bloomberg Philanthropy's Greenwood Initiative. We were so excited to be a part of this huge effort. We know that data should be at the center of moving towards racial wealth equity. So I thank Gary Cunningham and Natalie Evans-Harris for this really important conversation as we think about the power of racial wealth equity data and the future. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Follow the Data. Many thanks to Garnisha Ezediaro, Natalie Evans-Harris, and Gary Cunningham for joining us. As always, the views of our guests are entirely their own, and Bloomberg Philanthropies hasn't independently verified any of the statements made by this episode's guests. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe to Follow the Data. This episode was created by Nelia Stevens, Amy June, Erica Goodmanson, Devin Alessio, Amanda Mack, and Elliot Popko. To learn more about the Black Wealth Data Center, follow the center on social media at Black Wealth Data. As our founder, Mike Bloomberg, says, if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. So until next time, keep following the data. I'm Catherine Oliver. Thanks for listening. <laughs>